Beatrice Briggs here again with our final episode in the the Bonfire Interviews that we are have put together to celebrate the publication of the Bonfire Collection, the collection of articles that is just come out this week about containing 140 or more articles by over 30 authors, um, and we'll tell you more about that later in the day. But right now, it is my extreme pleasure to present you one of my oldest and dearest friends and a great colleague, um, David Lilly. Hi, Bea. Ah. Be here and to see you. Where are you? I'm currently oh, in right. County Wicklow, Ireland. Which is where you live. Yes. I moved here <laughs> in 2003. Well, I'm so glad we were able to set up this time as um, the people who are seeing the um, what is really the rebroadcast will realize that we had to film this early because David was not going to be available the week that we do the other interviews. So I really thank you, Dave, for taking the time now to sit down and talk about the collection. Great to be here. Well, uh, I looked at the table of contents and uh, it's really an impressive uh, amount of information. Uh, it's clear how um, both learned a lot since uh, we met in the, at the, the Greens conference, which was when was it? Ninety-four, I think. It was in um, Santa Fe, New Mexico, um, and that was the first time I saw you facilitate a meeting, and. Uh, was really impressed and so that's why I eventually came out to see you in Wisconsin and then the story began with all of classes that we taught and that, that you taught and on and on so um, and the um, the level of information and experience that's here in this book is just amazing. Um, well, coming from you, that is a great compliment because you two are one of the uh, wise <laughs> elders in this field and someone from whom I personally learned a lot. Um, but yeah, it's true. It's it's there are over 140 articles. There were over 30 contributors to the book, and it was always this international collaboration which never ceased to amaze me the generosity of all of the authors who never no one turned me down when I said can we reprint your article and wow. not one person <laughs> and I think that says a lot about the kind of people who get involved in the field of facilitation I mean, we're helpers. <laughs> we're there to help groups work and to help other facilitators um, do the job because it's not an job. In fact, your article, uh, one of your articles, you have several in the collection, one of them is called My Worst Nightmare as a Facilitator Came True. <laughs> and I love that story. I mean, I'm sure it was stressful to go through in the moment for you, but. But it does point out the truth that the road of the facilitator, the path of facilitator, is not just happily standing there holding a marker in front of the group. I mean, 
you get really can get caught in the crossfire and become part of the problem yourself if you're if you're not really alert. So yeah. anyway, that talk time, talk to me a little. Bit. That was a. I was actually removed as facilitator uh, because I was a man, basically, and that. This particular Greens meeting, um, we really try in the Greens for equality between men and women, and so the women wanted a woman facilitator. Um, so it worked and, out, and that, it worked out, and that's the thing. You got to trust the wisdom of the group as a facilitator. You've got to realize that you serve at the pleasure of the group. Just because somebody hired you to do it doesn't mean the group is going to actually think that was such a great idea. Or so that that sensitivity and responsiveness that you displayed in that very intense moment where they say thank you but no thank you, we want somebody else, is it really tests one facilitator to say right and leave it in the hands of somebody else. The other thing that when I think about when we met that first time that you mentioned. You did something that was so incredibly powerful and helpful to me. Here I was, coming from outside, hired from the outside on purpose to facilitate this um, meeting of the Green Party, which is a contentious group with a very complicated set of rules, of what which I knew very little. But you'd been a facilitator previously for them, and so when I met you and you said, oh, you're the facilitator, great. Can I support you in any way? I suddenly thought, oh yeah, I need support. <laughs> and you were right there, literally, at my shoulder for the next, whatever it was, two or three days. But the first thing you said, but when you asked me the first time, I didn't even know what I didn't know, but I, I did have the presence of mind to say, I need to roll a, fo uh, a uh, easel stand. You said, I'll get one. And that's what we got from then on, it was just, we were on the path. It was great. Thank you. Yeah, well, um, it was good because uh, very early on, I, I could tell that you were a good facilitator. I mean, I didn't know you at all, but uh, you, you took charge and you came in and you led the meeting, and then uh, all I had to do was just help out whenever there was something confusing or some the greens are a strange group <laughs> <laughs> well and one of the things that I've learned as a facilitator is that every t it doesn't matter how much experience I mean it matters how much experience you've got and all experience helps but in the end every group is itself and um, and even the same group changes over time so you can't assume that what worked last week or yesterday is going to be helpful today. I mean, it really, you have to be so much, you have to plan like crazy ahead of time, but then you have to be in the moment and deal with what's in front of you and, and as, as in real time. So it's a it's whole inner discipline as well as a, an important service to the group. Yeah. So how did you come to do this collection of articles? I mean, how did this come about? Well, there are really two phases to it. First of all, the articles themselves were generated over a period of six or seven years when we published an online publication called Bonfire. And uh, 
from the beginning, the work was always everything that the Institute, the International Institute for Facilitation and Change has done, has been in two languages, English and Spanish. Because although I'm from the U.S. and English is my native, native tongue, I now, I've been living in Latin, in Mexico, working mostly in Latin America for the last 15 years, and I realized that, as in so many things, in the U.S., we have an abundance of information from great facilitators that is simply not available unless you read English. So that was part of it. Plus, I had things to say myself, and I wanted to say them in both languages. So we started publishing back in 2003, first in a... Um, paper format and then quickly we figured out that was not the right way so we did it online and um, and so over the years we collected this huge um, library I guess you'd call it of articles but they came they didn't come out in the orderly way I mean they came out more or less every month and there'd be two or three articles each time and they would cover different aspects but it was very hard for anybody to to see them in a in a in a ordered sequence according to a subject. So when we stopped publishing uh, Bonfire in 2010, I thought, well, it would be good to put them into a, a, a more ordered collection. Now it's taken a long time, longer than I had hoped to to pull it together because it was a massive project. As I say, there were so many articles. And I had to go back to all the authors and get permission again to use their material in this new format. But in, always the impulse was to, first of all, uh, share knowledge, to share what we know as facilitators with people, other facilitators and people who are trying to become facilitators. And as part of that knowledge sharing, to build community, the community, the tribe, whatever, of people who, who really dare to stand up there and try and help groups in that very specific way of, uh, of, the, of the path of facilitation. So there were these two, how it came to be was first of all a real desire to exchange information with other facilitators and to make this available to people who um, uh, in both English and Spanish, and to start to put the name Fogata, I mean bonfire, it suggests that, you know, what do you do if there's a bonfire? Come and sit around in a circle, and you tell stories, and you exchange information, and you enjoy the warmth of that companionship. So that, all of that was kind of what lies behind this, this collection, which I can show you the cover. I don't have the full printed version yet, but this is the cover. And you can see there's the pictures of all of the other contributors. You're in there somewhere, too. Um, and it's the printed version is thick. I mean, it's almost 300 pages, but it's organized. It's in sections, and um, and there's a, a you, know, you can find what you need. So I am hoping that in this new incarnation, this this publication will become like a, a reference book for facilitators that whether you have it in that printed form or the handy ebook form <laughs> or the PDF form that you can have on your computer and 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 search through the hyperlinks to get what you're looking for um, that it will become uh, even more useful because of uh, the way it's been put together
Great. Yeah. It. It. Um, I'll be surprised if it, it doesn't become the reference book in this area. Um, because wow. there's well, so much good stuff in there. And as, as I was saying, if we had had something like this when we started, it would have just made such a huge difference. I don't think <laughs> much out there really on um, on how to run a good meeting and the tools for doing it. So, and there is uh, and there isn't. There's a lot. There is some material, but it's mostly in English. There's very little really practical how to, why to, inspiration for facilitation in Spanish. Even though there are people who want it and need it and who work with groups. Sure. And one thing I I noticed uh, is that it it mostly refers to consensus and consensus process. And I know you're an expert and have taught in in that area for some time. Um, and does uh, other processes uh, are they treated in the book and do you recommend any other process besides consensus? Yeah, interesting. It's true that when I started, I learned facilitation because I was learning, I learned how to facilitate consensus. That's how I started. Um, and in the early years, that was most of my work. And these days, it's very little my work because most groups really can't use classical orthodox consensus. They use the term a lot, but they usually mean general agreement, or alignment that we're kind of going in the same direction, but it's not a formal decision-making process like the kind that you and I learn. So, and actually, in terms of the percentage of contents, there's relatively there is a good there's a lot of good stuff by other colleagues like Tree Bresson and and others who have written about consensus in in, in this book, but. Consensus uh, is what I what I really believe now is that what we need, what any group needs, is an or a clear orderly process that leads them up to making a decision. So that that's very it's clear and orderly, but participatory or and participatory. And so, if a group does a good job of having a, a uh, a free and robust discussion about what are what are we trying to accomplish here? What is the proposal? What are the benefits of this proposal? What could go wrong with this proposal? How could we improve it? Um, who else should be consulted about it before we decide? If you do all that, I don't actually personally care if you use consensus or something else. You're going to get a much better decision than if you had just you know, somebody push through their idea. So, um, yeah, consensus is, is and I'm still a believer. I think it's very powerful, but I also recognize it's not appropriate for many groups. And so, most of the information in here doesn't assume consensus is how you're working. Right. So, um, who who's your intended audience? Who do you want and expect to buy this book? Well, um, certainly, <laughs> we have a lot of people who've been following EFAC for a long time. 
and have been reading the articles bit by bit. So I'm hoping that they will be thrilled to see that this has all been put together in one place. And mostly they are people who facilitate groups or um, and sometimes because they're professional facilitators and sometimes external consultants who hire themselves out as to provide that service. But many of them just have to work with groups because their job or their life requires it. You know, they're a team leader, they're a project manager, they're a division head, they you know, in the private sector, social sector, government. Working with groups is kind of, you know, the way of the world. And very few people, they don't teach it in business school, they don't teach it in theology school, they don't teach it in a nonprofit administration, as far as I know. They, so you're on your own usually, and so those people I especially hope will find out about this and and use this material because we can help. You know, <laughs> we can help you make your job a little easier. I would be really thrilled. Yeah. And I noticed that you know you you've as you say you've got a lot of the information and is now in Spanish as well, and. What experience do you have? Um, my impression of you since we were working was that you've been doing an amazing amount of travel and doing workshops in various parts of the world. So what what other cultures and uh, experience do you have with other countries? Well, uh, an amazing amount. That's been part of the gift of, of this whole trajectory. Is that since I moved to Mexico, I discovered Latin America. I mean, that sounds horrible, but it's true. I mean, as someone who was born and raised in the United States, and even though I went to university in Canada and so on, I didn't really know anything about Latin America. And since then, I've had a chance to work in every country in South America except Venezuela and Guyana, or something like that. I mean, I just hadn't had the opportunity. And most, and a lot of places in the Caribbean. Beyond that, I've had an opportunity to work in places as far along as Sri Lanka, a number of places in Europe, um, and uh, and even a little bit in Africa. I haven't, haven't gotten to Australia or New Zealand yet, but hey, I don't know. And it's been it's been interesting, especially the Latin American gringa kind of interface. Yeah. Well, hopefully, as the book becomes a bestseller, they'll invite you down to New Zealand. And <laughs> I would love it. I would love it. I've heard great things about that part of the world. But um, anyway, well, uh, what else do we want to talk about today, Davy? Have we have we covered everything? Well, uh, one thing I wonder—it's something you know. Now I'm working as a trauma therapist and. Um, one of the things I ask clients when they come in is, uh, if everything works well, what what do you want to see happen? What are your expectations? So, if this goes well in with this book and getting them into the hands of other people, what do you hope will happen? Well, wow, what a great question! I can see why you're such a uh, excellent therapist. <laughs> um, uh, well, first of all, I really hope people will use the information. You just get the book and leave it on the shelf or never read it. So I hope it really gets well used. 
Um, secondly, I think it's pointing. Of course, this is what I'm sort of seeing as next up on my agenda is uh, creating more online training because I realize with all the traveling I've done, there's still a lot of people who would love to take courses from me or in about this kind of material, but they, you know, they can't travel or to to get to where I happen to be. So um, I've, I'm really committed to finding more virtual ways of transmitting at least the essentials of, of these ideas. I mean, there's a lot of it that, sure, being face-to-face -face is helpful, really helpful. And most of the way I learned facilitation after the initial uh, training that I received was watching other facilitators. So, but the, I, I'm, I know that a lot of these ideas can be presented virtually, and that's one of the things I, I am, you know, I look forward to doing in the, in the coming months is to get that out there. Um, and then at the more macro level, you know, I really want there to be really great facilitators, or at least pretty good ones, everywhere. Because every group has this kind of resource, because of the difference it can make, the positive difference to have someone who is trying to, who is primarily focused on the process of the group and not so much the content of the discussion as a participant, takes is willing to step into this role of facilitator to help people hear each other and, and recognize when they have reached an agreement or when they haven't reached an agreement. Um, I think if I could Made a little magic wand and have that kind of um, capability widespread in the world. I think I think we might have a chance of making some of those pressing decisions as as human beings that we need to make in order to have things go better. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I've seen communities where. The people in the community all learn to be facilitators and to help run the meetings and take part and made a big difference in that community. When we think about the meaning of the word, it comes from the Latin. It means to make easy, well, at least easier, because we're, as I mentioned at the beginning, working in groups is sometimes not very easy, but it can be easier than it sometimes is if, if uh, with good facilitation. And yeah. It just is. All of the experience that's here in this book, uh, that'll make it even easier to, both to learn and then to check in when you have a problem. Exactly. Exactly. And all of the authors have their contact information there as well. Um, and uh, so I'm, I'm optimistic. And I'm certainly committed to doing what I can do to uh, promote, contribute to the practice of facilitation. Great. So, big question is, how do you get a copy? How are, uh, how well, um, so glad you asked. Uh, as some of you may have noticed, this is pre-recorded. So, um, in the version that you'll see online on the 4th of April, uh, there will appear on your screen right now, um, I mean, at this point in the conversations, a place where you can click to get more information about the book and in its various formats and the rest. And if for some reason 
you don't see that or you're just listening to this, just simply go to the EFACT website, which is International Institute for Facilitation and Change, IIFAC.org. Um, <laughs> but if you signed up to hear these um, recordings, you also be getting information in the mail. You really enjoyed that last interview, and I also hope that you're kind of hungry to have more opportunities to learn from experienced facilitators like the ones featured in this series. If that's the case, I have great news for you. The Bonfire Collection, a complete reference guide for facilitation and change, will be available starting May 12th. This compendium of useful information, written by working experts in the field, provides the practical tips and inspiration you need when you're working with groups. The material is organized into all of our favorite topics, including facilitation, effective meetings, participatory processes, conflict, consensus, leadership, and more, so you can easily find the content that you're looking for. The Bonfire Collection will provide you with answers to your questions about how to deal with the challenges of working with groups, tools for increasing group participation, and inspiration for supporting change through your great facilitation. It's kind of like having a personal coach at your fingertips. The Bonfire Collection comes in three formats, hard copy, e-ring notebook, e-book, and downloadable PDF. All contain the same great information, and you can get your copy of the Bonfire Collection at the special launch price if you buy before May 30th. Add the Bonfire Collection to your facilitation toolkit as soon as it becomes available on May 12th.